Welcome to another episode of Quiet, Please. I'm your host, John Rathouse, and today I'm joined by my good friend, fellow caddy, Gino Benelli, caddy for Joel Damon, co-star from Netflix's Full Swing. I'm sure you've seen him. We're lucky to have him. He's so busy these days, but I just love how present and engaging Gino always is. We zigzagged everywhere in this one, made our way into the Netflix recapped exchange stories from on the road two caddies catching up he had a great one to share about hanging out with Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller at last year's Hilton Head tournament before they went on to win in the playoff of course here we are one year later back at Hilton Head you can find out if Gino's master's prediction came true he got to try his hand at announcing a couple weeks ago at the Valspar in Tampa and you'll laugh when you hear who his new sponsor is Enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Quiet, please. Check this out, Johnny. Let me turn. Let me turn on the lights before I turn you around here. Let me get the, all the lights. This uh, is my simulator room. Unbelievable, it, buddy. It's so good. Uh, the baby comes in here. She's obsessed with Whitney Houston, so she turns on. I want to dance with somebody, and she goes crazy. <laughs> You're winning. And, yeah. Well, we. She wants me to go crazy with her, so I do that too. And uh, this might be the best part, though. So we sit up overlooking the golf course. Oh, sweet. Um, so it's a, it's a nice spot. It's a perfect eight iron down at number 17. <laughs> so you've hit the shot already? You got your mat yeah, there I and have. everything? I was like, uh, as soon as our patio back there was poured, that was the first thing I did. So good. Um, are you, you're like, you were kind of helping to build it too, weren't you? The guy like you got on a tractor and you're plowing yeah, stuff in fact, over. That's what I've been running tractor and excavator all morning. Um, so we bought the lot, it was like six acres and then we divided it in two and then did a bunch of dirt work to be able to sell the other side and had to run water and gas, electricity, all that stuff to the other one. And I've been putting off running the water lines to that other lot until today. Okay. So that's what we've been doing all morning was digging up our driveway and running water lines through it. And yeah, but here I am. Good job, man. You're like, you're like the Geico commercial guy where he's like helping the guy do the thing. <laughs> That's true. That's like my dad. And I kind of take that on too. It's like, Hey, uh, you know, I'll pay you half price if you let me help you out a little bit. Right. Exactly. I'm always, uh, I'm always looking to save a buck. You know me. <laughs> I don't, and you're making some bucks now too. I want to. Uh, first of all, you're you're at your house. I'm here in Omaha. We're not at the Masters. I mean, I think we're aware of that. Womp womp. Yeah. Have you? Uh, did you watch any of it so far today? Here it not is yet. Thursday. I tuned, tuned in early and um, saw a Kevin Na withdrawal. <laughs> and uh, I've I've just periodically checked the leaderboard throughout the day. I haven't looked in a couple hours. I saw Hovland was at seven. I don't know if he shot seven. Yeah, he did. He did. That's really good. And Rom matched him. Uh, Rom started his day with a double. With a double, just like Kevin Na. But unlike Kevin Na, he continued on. He, yeah. He got a couple birdies after that. and uh, Just a couple, it sounds like. Yeah, he, he got it going, which is unbelievable. He's playing so good right now. Have you guys ever been paired with him out there? A few times, yeah. Um, he's really good. 
In fact, I think both times we played with him, it's been, we played with him at uh, Torrey Pines on a Saturday, and then we played with him at the Players on Saturday. And I think Joel bested him both times. Oh, wow. And it was funny because on the second hole of the day on at the Players on Saturday, Rom, you know, number two, the par five there, Rom out drove Joel by, I don't know, 30 yards and then hit seven iron to the middle of the green. And we're between hybrid and three wood for our second shot. And he goes, how do I compete with this guy? And I was like, you don't. Yeah. But fast forward, I think he, I think he snuck him by a shot or something. So just do your thing. That's- uh, but he is so fun to watch. He's just so powerful and just all around really, really good, obviously. Yeah, he is good. He was a favorite to get in there this week. Rory's kind of struggling out there right now. If you had to make a pick, all right, we'll play this next Tuesday or Wednesday. Who's the winner of the 87th Masters? So I don't know what he's doing or did today, but Jordan Spieth was my pre-tournament pick. Okay, yeah. He's I, he's they, playing well right now. He's got the back nine, so you can turn that on at some point this evening maybe and catch a little bit of the end of his round. Okay, how's he doing thus far? Yeah, he's like four or five under. He's making the yeah, turn. Yeah, like he's my guy. He's yeah. been playing good, and there's just something about Jordan and Augusta that works. I was looking at his stats, and they were starting to peak, and obviously he loves it there, so it kind of seemed like, yeah, it was going to be a good week for him. I threw him into a yeah. few of my fantasy lineups. Do you, guys, do you have any Jordan Speed stories? you guys been out together a little bit in the, in the recent oh, yeah. years? Yeah, so actually, um, maybe one of my coolest, and Joel's too, the coolest things that we have been part of on tour. So we played with him last year at Hilton Head on Sunday. Uh, in one of the later groups, uh, they, Joel and him were both playing nice. And Jordan got off to a hot start. He pitched in for e- – he hold a bunker shot on two for Eagle. And I'm like, of course he did. And then we get to, what is it, five, the next par five, and makes a bomb for Eagle there. He's like four under through five. I'm like, this guy's unbelievable. And Joel was playing good golf at the time. And then Jordan got an unlucky break, and this and that happened. Joel started to make some birdies. And with – Three holes to play. We were one behind Spieth and a, had a birdie try on 16 to tie him. Mm-hmm. And we just, he had a good putt, just misread it and hit another good one on 17 and just missed that. So we're we're still one back of Spieth going into 18. And Jordan hits one in there close on 18. Joel absolutely flags one. And I don't know if we got a wind gust shift or what but it came up short and plugged in the front bunker hack that out make double jordan makes birdie and goes on to win the golf tournament mm-hmm. meanwhile we fall back to like i don't know eighth or tenth or something with the double there right but so i felt like we were so close to being right there with jordan you know and felt like we could have been uh maybe in a playoff with those guys and then fast forward into the playoff they both came up short and uh Cantlay's plugged in that bunker I don't know what what happened there but uh what I was going to say the cool part was when we had finished we weren't really around the lead or Jordan wasn't really around the lead I think Sepp Straka was playing well and maybe Shane Lowry or something there were a couple up still and then they started to make some bogeys coming in I think Sepp hit it in the hazard on 18 and we were in the locker room just it was just Greller and Jordan and Joel and I, and we were just sitting there watching the coverage, kind of rehashing our day, and just to get there, get in there and experience that. You know, just very personal yeah. time. Yep. 
I guess. And uh, so we sat there for probably 45 minutes with those guys. And I was like, Jordan, you probably should go hit some balls. <laughs> so he went out there and uh, warm up, warmed up and obviously went on to win the golf tournament, which was really cool. We were rooting for him. But just to get there, get to sit there with him for 45 minutes or so and kind of talk about the day and some of the different shots and how it, this hole might have been lucky and this hole was unlucky, whatever it may have been. Yeah. But that was uh, that's going to be one of the memories that sticks with me when I'm done caddying and sitting there with Jordan. That's pretty cool. And how cool is Michael Greller? He's one of my favorite guys, uh, so down to earth and, and fun to mix it up with out there. He's the absolute best, and he's so good with family stuff too, you know. Um, he's got a couple kids of his own and he's always asking me about how our kids are doing and how building this house has been going and what's going on. And it's just, just such a nice person. I really enjoy him. It shows you why he's so good at his job because he does have the personable parts. They just come easy to him. He prioritizes them. And so like, that's kind of where he kind of anchors his whole yeah. situation. And yep. he's a, he's a fellow Pacific, uh, Northwest guy like yourself. He, he calls me bugahaw which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if I bug him too much. It's I think it's an Omaha take, and we used to be the bug eaters, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Ah, so, he did uh, a little uh, <laughs> little sandwich of some words there. He huh? sandwiched him up. He's a, he's a Northwest Iowa guy uh, for, for college, too, so he's got some roots back here. But, yeah, oh, he's a see, fellow. I didn't realize yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, he's an Iowa guy, he's a, but he's a fellow Pacific Northwesterner. He's up there, you know, what by uh, Chambers Bay. Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of up in our neck of the woods here. So uh, I remember the first time I ever saw him, he was out walking around the uh, it, uh, the Travelers, the golf course, just Sedgefield. Is that right? No. Yeah, uh, Travelers is TPC River Highlands. River Highlands, thank you. Drew a blank there. And I'm like, you know, I'm a rookie here. I'm like, that's Michael Greller. Like, he's famous. And he came over and he was like, hey, guys, just want to introduce myself. I'm up from your neck of the woods. Uh big Huskies fan and you know we chatted for a minute and Joel talked to him then he walked away and Joel's like well that's the nicest guy I've ever talked to <laughs> so yeah he's he's always been a favorite yeah that's great and 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 you and Gino are some of the nice guys I've ever talked to I saw Greller out there once at Pebble on 18 just grinding on a yardage on like a Tuesday or Wednesday with his laser like he's like can you go up there and stand here and it's like he <laughs> just was overdoing it but he's getting his prep done you know you were talking about hanging out with them in the locker room and I noticed that I want to move on and talk a little bit about the Netflix thing because there was some great footage in there. You know, we go out and we go hang in the caddy spot. Like, we're not in the locker room too often, but you mentioned an instance there where we were. But, you know, we go hang with the caddies in the caddy yard, and then these guys are in the locker room together. And, you know, Joel has become one of those guys. He's obviously elevated his play. He's always been a great player, but he's, you know, getting these later tee times. He's playing with Rory. He's playing with Rom. He's playing with Spieth. They're boys now, and it was kind of cool to see some footage of that where those guys are just hanging out in the locker room together, talking about their rounds, talking about their families. I really liked that insight. Uh, yeah, that was cool to see, and it's it's fun to see Joel progress into that because, you know, that's such a dream come true, and I don't use that term lightly. It really is. These guys, like Rory McIlroy, since before I was even a caddy, had a desk job and all that stuff, like, I idolize these guys. And now to see them like befriend Joel and think Joel's cool. I'm like, what's going on? Like <laughs> Joel's a dork. I mean, he's, a, he's my dork. I love him. It's yeah. a great thing, but uh, it's just, it's really cool to see. And they've really not, not really taken him under his wing, but just accepted him as one of the dudes, yep. you know? Yep. That's totally what and, I see. So no, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. 
Let's talk about your episode, the, the, the Netflix Full Swing. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I mean, you guys uh, rocked it, episode four. I knew you would. Um, tell me, uh, how do you think it turned out? Uh, I actually I didn't know what to expect because they had so much footage of us. Uh, we were mic'd up a lot, <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they did the in-home visits. Uh, we, I think they spent three full days in Idaho filming so and so they had so much material i didn't know which direction where they were going to go with it but i think it turned out really good Mm -hmm. and the response from everyone kind of echoed that yeah Uh, i think i think every everyone really enjoyed it i did go into ace hardware this week i had to pick up some stuff and there was a a gal walking down one of the aisles she was like i saw you on netflix i was like yeah and she goes you have a bad mouth (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I promise I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, you mentioned that. Like, what? How has the outreach been? I mean, you were kind of gradually. You guys were both kind of gradually building some fans within the golf world. But this is kind of you know put out to a larger audience. I guess. What has the outreach been like? You know, before Netflix and now after for you. The the social media stuff was crazy for the first couple weeks. Um, I hundreds and hundreds of direct messages. Um, Joel had to turn his off. So if he didn't follow you or right. vice versa, he couldn't receive the message. So then people were sending them to me. Hey, uh, a lot of people that can sympathize with his uh, cancer story. Um, you know, it's obviously a pretty common thing that affects so many people that uh, they would reach out to him in hopes that he could help with a charity. It's just, sure. it's, so much with him because it is such a common thing you know when 500 people want you to come play in their charity event or donate um, bucket hats or golf apparel or whatever it may be it's just very difficult and so he was like i I, as much as he wants to help yeah how do i say no i physically physically can't yeah but so there have been a few instances where people would message me and have like a really good story or something i'd be so i would kind of take it upon myself to Hey, here's a signed bucket hat. And, you know, if you need tickets to an event, this is my contact info. I'd be happy to help. So there's been a couple of those, but uh, the outreach and support has been vast. Yeah. What's the uh, craziest solicitation you've gotten uh, from it? Is there anything that sticks out that is like just bonkers out of left field? Mm, I don't know about really bonkers. I've, I have a lot of people just send me random stuff like, uh, like, hey, Gino, I invented this product, and I want you to try it out. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. send it on over. <laughs> um, stuff like that. And me signing autographs oh. is is weird. I, I've signed kind of a lot, to yeah. be honest. Um, we're, uh, Valspar, just a few weeks back, um, we were toward the bottom of the leaderboard on Sunday, had a really early Sunday tea time. We probably had like 50 or 60 people out with us, and like K.H. Lee or something. I'm like... I was like, is KH a fan favorite out here? And I'm like, oh, no, that's for Joel. Right. Like, just right. a lot of random people. And then we finish up. Gino, can I get your autograph? I'm going to – I will ruin whatever you <laughs> want me to sign. Like, this is devaluing your item. Right. But I was uh, I was kind of playing, are you serious? Because if you're serious, I'll gladly sign it for you. Unless you're messing with me, then 
Yeah. But it's been really good. Yeah. I've only seen fluff over the years. He'll, he's not afraid to sign something here or there, and he gets a <laughs> lot of requests. Funny. I've been getting a lot of crap from other players. You know, they'll walk by, and I'm standing there signing an autograph. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I feel a little out of place with it but uh but it's all good yeah i was kind of bummed you guys got bumped from jimmy fallon i thought i thought i was gonna see on jimmy fallon that is that not gonna happen now i yeah i don't know i I heard it was going to happen and then it just i never heard anything else after that so all right that would have been fun maybe for for season two are are they doing a season two are you guys a part of it like what's going on are and yes i don't know how much we will be involved. It probably won't be to the extent it was in season one, just because that was so much. And I really like the crew, uh, everyone that is with us, but it's, it is not, I, I don't know if burden's the right word, but it's just a lot of responsibility. Right. Um, like, oh, we finished our round of golf today and then they want to come over and have dinner with us and mic us up. And the thing is, is like, they're like, you guys just do – we're going to put microphones on you, and you just do what you do. Right. So, okay, perfect. So, they actually came – we had a caddy house at the Players a few weeks back, and I was staying with uh, Will Zalatoris' caddy, Aaron Fleener, uh, JT Poston's caddy, and Boston, who cal- caddies for Kelly Craft. So, the four of us, they mic us all up, and we're sitting there, and they're like, just have dinner. We're just going to film it. And then, you know, they've got the boom mic yeah. up o- over you. So, it's very intrusive. And then, so we just start talking about random stuff. And they're like, no, 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 talk about this. <laughs> like, well, that's not natural. We don't want to talk about that. Right. So it's a, a not not forced necessarily, but kind of guided. Sure. Yeah. And I saw that in, in the episodes, but I thought for the most part, it was pretty natural. Uh, it yeah, was- it was. Uh, there was uh, there was a couple scenes, thank you, uh, where we were riding in a car and <laughs> they were like, the U.S. Open had already happened, but they needed some filler pieces, uh-huh. right? So, like, to tie different scenes together. And they didn't really have anything of Joel and I prior to the U.S. Open like about our expectations of the event. So they were like, okay, talk, Gino asked Joel what his expectations are. So it had already happened. <laughs> but he's like, I was like, Joel, how do you think you will finish in the U.S. Open? <laughs> He's like, I hope that I can tie for 10th. <laughs> <laughs> and he played awesome, too. That was he great. played great. We finished up T10. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And I, so, the one I noticed always is like they got you in the car, and then over the radio is like the radio guy going like, Joel Damon with the four under yesterday. Let's see if he can. And you're like driving to the court. Is that, did that really happen, or did they – Put that in over. I don't. I, truth, I don't even know. I, I would have to go back and watch that again. I. Yeah, that's like a great the, question. The radio I didn't back, catch though. that. Well, um, new season, so that's cool. I have to keep our eyes out for that. And uh, it seemed like Joel played good while you guys were taping and everything. Uh, so I mean, like, let's just keep after it, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, Joel had uh, a little baby boy back in January. That's right. Um, so that's uh, that's new, and I know they want to get the little man Riggs is his name he yeah. and Lana more involved uh in a lot of stuff and that's that's even more that on Joel's plate though yeah. at this point sure now too you know? and they're they're gonna travel a little bit yeah so um but yeah the good golf uh good golf 
makes life easy. Yeah. So the scene hopefully when we get back up rolling this next week, it's all good. Yeah. Heading to Hilton head where you were just kind of reminiscing about that story, you know, yep. earlier in the podcast here. So, I mean, I think that sets up great for, for Joel, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a ton of great finishes to start the year for you guys, but as you like kind of get this little break here, get a reset and get your feet underneath you, what are you excited about for this kind of next little run? I think, uh, I think Joel, this couple weeks off was, valuable joel played really really good in the fall uh the last three events if he went like yes. third fifth third fifth ninth or something like that um to finish the fallout and then they uh took some time off had the baby kind of came back and and usually it takes a couple weeks to get everything rolling uh because when he's at home, he spends time with the family. That's like number one. He does obviously practice, but usually by week two or three is really when we get our feet under us. And he was just a little off. Uh-huh. And we played seven of eight weeks, and I could just tell that he needed a little bit of a break because he couldn't eat. Like Tuesdays and Wednesdays were really good, and then we'd get into Thursday, and it would just change just a little bit. Yeah. Um. And I think he was getting a little bit frustrated. And then with the new uh, schedule release and that top 50 being so valuable, we were going to skip Dominican Republic as well, where he has won. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, let's put some points on the board. And, you know, I've always played well there. So we we find ourselves maybe adding events that we wouldn't. Right. Yep. Because of that. So. Uh, we played that and it was four in a row and he was just wiped out. Yep. He was like, I just want to go home. So these two weeks off, I think are going to be really good. And coming back to Hilton head uh, where he's had really good success in a golf course that fits him so well mm-hmm. because he drives it so straight. And that Zoiza green surrounds the ball kind of sits on a tee and he loves that. He chips it really well off okay. that stuff. All right. All right. We'll put him in the lineups there maybe for next week. Um, Love it. Thanks by the way, for the hookup there, you mentioned uh, how Joel doesn't play a lot at home and I got a chance to go caddy for Harkins uh, there in uh, Puerto Rico and he made the cut, which was great. We had a fun week out there and you know, he's like, yeah, I don't play at home either. You know, you got the family going on and stuff and they're out there at Mesa country club and stuff. But Harkins and I had a blast out there that week i know joel and him are, are real tight so i really appreciate the hookup i was able to get out oh, there no, i'm glad week. that worked out he sent me a text looking for somebody and i was like let's go with red house yeah no it worked out okay. did, did he tell you we, he was sponsored that week by a guy by the name of disco donnie did you hear this wow no please tell me they made an outfit especially well we had hats we had hats and this, this guy is like the number one rave promoter in the world and, wow. you know, somebody at his, uh, you know, his agency knew him and, you know, paid him to wear the hat for the week. But we never got a chance to meet the guy. But you know how he is with his sarcasm all the time. So we were yes. just talking about Disco Donnie all week long. Like he was this god, you know, that, you know, is hanging out with all these different people, doing all these things. Like he's probably hung over. There's, there's a reason <laughs> he's not off the course today. Like all this stuff. We had a blast with it. We're going to have to find this guy because I got to meet Disco Donnie. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link about him. Um, I love it. Uh, no, uh, Harkins is so talented, and uh, I think he's once he gets back out here to the PGA Tour, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, he played well uh, last week in Chile, which I don't think he was going to play there originally, and so I think he's on, on track for that. Um, Good. I, you mentioned Valspar earlier, and I was not aware of this. 
Uh, but my buddy Kelly Miller, that who you also know, let me know. He said Gino did some announcing at Valspar. Is that true? Yes. You didn't hear it, Johnny? No, I haven't heard it. So it was really funny. So Joel was uh, a featured group, like all four rounds, and was so PGA Tour Live was with us. And John Rollins, the Rocket, yes, was our uh, announcer guy. So we started our day with a double on Sunday, and it's like, ah, oh, it's just what you want to do. We start the day in fifty-fifth place and make a seven right out of the gate. Yeah. And jokingly, I said, "Hey, John, you want to switch spots?" And he kind of laughed. And a couple of holes later, he was like, do you want to come on the mic after your round? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. And so fast forward, he's like, as soon as you're done, he's like, we're going to go out to 17 and call shots and be like 30 to 45 minutes and just groups coming through. He said, just meet me down there. So uh, once I got everything situated with Joel, I was like, I'm going to go do this. I'll be back. And it was we were on ESPN plus on the PGA tour live and it just basically handed me the microphone and I did my thing for like 45 minutes and it was awesome. Yeah. I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. And, uh, I think it, it turned out pretty good. I had a lot of social media messages for that. And my friends at home didn't know I was doing it. And they're like, Gene, are you kidding me? That was amazing. My dad absolutely loved it. He's like, this is what you need to be doing with your life. <laughs> you know? So I actually had, uh, had an agent, like a, a broadcasting agent, reach out to me, and they wanted to. In fact, I just wrote him back last night. They wanted to sign me and do that whole thing, but it was an exclusive deal. And I was like, I feel like I don't shouldn't limit myself to an exclusive. I, no. I want to be. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, maybe, maybe you know, once I'm done caddying, we could go that route. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's off weeks and stuff. I mean, I know you got the family at home and everything. Like, I've been kind of knocking on their door for a while now. I'd love to get in there and try it one time. Like, I mean, you said it was fun and came easy to you. Did you feel like you were just yourself? Like, you know, you're talking about the Netflix guys. Like, just do what you do. Like, do you feel like you put headset on and you were just Gino out there doing his thing? Yeah, I really did. I There was a couple words that I would have used with a friend that I knew I probably shouldn't use into a microphone. Yeah. So I was I'd switch my word pretty quickly. Um, but I thought overall it was my, my wife actually, she goes, Hey, nice. I, she goes, I can tell what you were going to say there. And you said the proper thing. <laughs> good. So, save. Uh, but it was all good. So there was a, uh, a sound guy that came up to me the next week at Dominican and with the producer in the studio right before I came on, he said, we're going to do something we haven't done before. We are either going to all lose our jobs or we're going to win an Emmy. And then he goes, but they absolutely loved you and they want you to do it again. I'm like, perfect. So okay. I'd, I'd like to do it to where, you know, if I have an afternoon free or whatever morning tea time, but like a Thursday, Friday, I could go out and yes. grab a microphone, but it's tough to schedule stuff like that. So I don't know how the logistics of it will work. Yeah, but, but it seems like they're they're open to it, you know, like just throw you out there. Yeah. So maybe it'll happen at Hilton Head. You know, you get that. Maybe that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. So uh, there's a couple of people that have my number out there now. So we'll see what happens. Love it, man. And, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, too, like we've joked a little bit. You're kind of the tin cup of caddies. You've got a lot of logos on the shirt. You're working it right now. You're doing a good job with it. I mean, I got you a couple deals. I got one in the works. I had one. Last fall, trying to pimp you out a little bit, make a little money on the side. 
Uh, what's your, what are your favorite deals that you got going right now and, and some in the works? Um, this PXG deal, uh, they're awesome. They take such good care of me. Um, so we've got that going. That's been a thing for a little while. I, I did create an Instagram account like PXGino <laughs> and, uh, that, uh, I haven't really posted anything from that account yet, but, uh, PXG has been awesome. And then we've got another one that, uh, we just signed with. I've actually has a photo shoot on Monday at Hilton Head, John. Okay. I am officially an underwear model. Yes. For for Saks. Love it. Underwear. Yes. Uh, the clothing, I guess. And uh, S-A-X-X. And they make really good stuff. They sent me like a care package and it's awesome. So me and uh, Fleener and John Lamonti, okay. the body. The body is in there. The body, I mean... And uh, Joel Stock, who's absolutely shredded. So we've got two of the best-looking, most fit individuals. <laughs> and then me and Fleener. I mean, Fleener's a good-looking dude. So I'm just kind of out in left field by myself with it rocking the white dad bod. <laughs> you, guys, you and Fleener, though, no pun intended, you guys are kind of a package deal. I feel like we do a lot of stuff together, <laughs> and uh, we work work well with one another love it uh, we kind of know all of each other's stories and feed each other pretty well yeah no it's good stuff oh. all right well all right well let's keep an eye on that um you know i had one thing that i wanted to you mentioned the win in dr and i wanted to circle back to that a little bit just get a, your thoughts on something and um and we'll get you out of here on time i know you got another you got to go get your boy no, you're all good. so um so anyways i've been kind of like playing around a little bit in this like fantasy gambling space, you know, and it's been interesting to kind of look at stats and analytics and, you know, when I'm out there caddying, I was doing it full time for a long time. It's like, you're with your guy and every week you're like, all right, it's going to be our week. Like we're going to, you know, like sometimes, you know, he doesn't quite have it, but you're like, Hey, we're going to have a good week. And then like, I kind of had some things I noticed where I got behind the data and the stats. I'm like, this guy has no chance this week, you know, and I'm sitting there looking at it in a different way. And I was just kind of curious your thoughts on that because Going up to that Dominican tournament, I mean, he was in such poor form, and you would have looked at him on the thing and you'd be like, well, I'm not taking Joel this week. Like, he has no chance. He's been playing horrible. But that's not the way it turned out. It, it turned out the way that, as a caddy, you would hope it would. And I guess I'm just kind of curious about what went down that week because I, I know that there was a story leading up to it, but just kind of telling your side of that of, like, where, you know, magic can happen and, and how it did. I felt like so going the week prior was uh, well the week prior that we played was the players championship and Joel was hitting it really good like he he hadn't been having much success but he was hitting it well and the putter was just like atrocious and I don't mean that to be mean it really was and he would agree so Friday morning we go out there and four putt our first hole of the day from like twenty feet. <laughs> And I could see him like having a nervous breakdown. And I don't know, there was just so much pressure on him. And I don't know why, to be honest. I even told him, so we fast forward, I think we went four putt, three putt to start the day. <laughs> and he was like shaking. I'm like, buddy, we don't have to finish this round. Let's get out of here. I don't want whatever you're experiencing to overflow into your golf swing. And have something bad happen with that because the reason you're on tour is because how of how well you hit the ball. I was like, let's just get out of here, compose ourselves, figure it out, and we'll go from there. And he was like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to finish. And he kind of settled down after that and then 
makes a bunch of birdies and gets back within the cut line with three holes to play and sees that he's within the cut line, I think, and immediately three-putted from like eight feet. And I was like, what is happening? And three-putted again the next hole, and that was that. And I sent him a long text message. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry about the things you're experiencing. And I was like, let's figure this out. Let's work together. And he wrote me. He was like, no, he was like, this next week is going to be good. He goes, I need to figure some things out. I don't know why I'm feeling the way I am. And I didn't talk to, there was an off week headed into Dominican. And I think it was Monday night. He had just landed in Dominican. He said, Hey, what alcohol do you want to drink on Sunday when we win? And I was like, he's never talked like that ever. Uh, And I was like, well, you know, if they have this, get it, let's drink some bourbon or whatever. And all week in the practice rounds, he was like, you know, where's this pin on Sundays? Like, I'm going to hit it to here and we're going to go up by five after this hole. And like, it was just all so positive. Like I am going to win. Mm. And I mean, fast forward and that's exactly what happened. Like he just willed it into existence. Yes. I haven't seen that from him since. Uh, So I don't know how that happened. But we need to find a way to to bring it back out. I think it's his own little just internal thing, you know. He was he was pissed off that uh, he didn't make the match play that year. I think there was some pressure trying to get his world rank up in, during the players to get into the match play and just uh, some stuff going on in his life. And but that off week, he something clicked with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Coming off awesome. an, coming off an off week next week. Let us know if you get that text so we can you know. Right, I'll I'll be sure to. Uh, Hey, Hammer Joel, (laughs) I uh, you guys are so great out there, and they did a good job of capturing your on course kind of banter. You're obviously really close, and I love your style out there. You're actually, you know, I've been out with you before caddying, but when I was able to kind of watch from afar, you are a lot more serious out there than people would think. I think, and and you have a nice balance of the two. Yeah, I think that's the key is to have that balance. I never want anyone to think that I'm just a screw off out there. Yeah. I, this is our job and that's what I'm out here to do. It's, is caddy. And I always want to represent myself. Like if Joel were to stop playing tomorrow, I would hope that another player would be like, Oh, Gino's really good. Yeah. You know? And, but at the same time, you got to have a little bit of fun. So I don't mind jabbing him a little bit. Yeah. Um, here and there, but I always try to do it in a way that is not offensive and you have to time it right too and read the mood, right? I'm, when I called him a boner at the U S open, I could tell that he was in a good mood. He was just kind of like, dang it. Like he, I, that fairway is seven miles wide. And if you hit the fairway, you can essentially knock it on in two. And he wiped it over into the tall grass. And I think I called him, I didn't think that was going to make the show obviously, <laughs> but, uh, I was like, nice shot, boner or something, and uh, fast forward, and now everyone's screaming boner at us <laughs> on the golf course there. Love it. Uh, are there any funny stories on course for you two so far this year that stand out? Mm. I don't know if there's anything funny. There's just so many people yelling all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just uh, just Joel, you're our favorite. We love you, and just a. A lot of that we'll be playing 
like we played with Justin Thomas the first couple rounds a couple weeks ago, and people are yelling at Joel more than JT, and it's just like it's wild. Yeah, love that. So love that. no, um, there there might have been something good. Uh, I'm trying to think if I asked Joel if he'd had any. Well, he blocked us his DMs. I I get so many, and he was like, "Has have any women ever?" dm'd you and i was like started thinking about it. i'm like no it's all 35 year old men who want to <laughs> hang out and drink beer and uh i mean obviously a very right. happily married man yeah, but yeah. uh i was like dang that uh no, no love from the ladies right. from the show like myself like come on the podcast Gito. um well hey that's a good segue i'll give you a couple of questions out of here uh uh, my buddy Chris, who who has the Divot Room podcast, and he's a fellow Pacific Northwesterner, and I asked him, I said, yeah, I got Gino coming on. Give me a couple questions. Um, and one of them was, he goes, as a Pacific Northwesterner, what is your favorite beer? And he wasn't a beer snob. He's saying he could say whatever he wants, but he was curious about that. Um, you know what I really like is uh, this brand. I don't. I, I assume it's from around here. I probably should Google it. It's called Bale Breaker. Okay. Uh they make an IPA. I just had one last night. It was my last one. I'll show you the can. Uh, it's really good. It's like a, it has a picture of like a wheat field and a combine on it. So okay. Well, I'd be dis- disappointed if we don't see a bail breaker logo on your hat in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> and and his other one was uh, why don't you upgrade the hotel room situation? Which I'm sure you get this all the time, but he just- I do get that a lot. And uh, I'm just cheap, man. Like. I don't, that's not a thing that I really care about. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be putting myself in danger, but if there's a difference between a, like a $79 and $119 room, like I am choosing the $79 room all day, every day, as long as I'm not going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, it's not, and Pepsi Steve gave me great advice years ago. He's like, you know, save your money. And I mean, you, you never know when, you know, it's not, you're going to have a dry spell. So it makes sense. Yeah. I just, a hotel room really is not one of those things that, you know, you look back next year and I'm like, man, remember that uh, quality inn we stayed at? And I'm like, who, no, who cares? Right. I'd have a bed and a shower. And if I don't get bitten by bed bugs, and I sleep halfway decent, then that's really all I care about. Love it. Yeah, no, I was just I was just with a guy here in Omaha, Adam Freeman. He owns uh, Cairo Sport. He's a great golf guy. And he and I told him I was having you on, and he said, oh, yeah, I always remember that room that Gino stayed in at the U.S. Open in New York. That was like your viral moment. That that, that, was, that was. That was it. Uh, I still get people asking me about that. Or, and, you know, this is the one I get most often. Like, Gino, how's the place this week? You know, people get shouting that all the time. So. Love it. But – I will say that uh, I haven't stayed in a lot of those places lately because uh, people from the show, I, I get a lot of messages like, hey, we're out of town. You can have our house. Feel free. Um, so I have utilized those a couple times, like stayed in some pretty nice places and people you meet along the way. Like the, the more you do this, obviously, the more people you get to know and your connections get better and better. And yeah. You're not staying at Red Roof Inns quite so often. <laughs> Well, hey, we're going to keep following you, man. I really appreciate you taking out some time. I know uh, you got to go get your son, but uh, enjoy the rest of your week off, and we'll be hammering Joel next week. Good luck the rest of the season. You're the best. Thanks for having me on, John. All right, Gina. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. A Herd at Sports Network production.